0: podcast by the daily Gopher I'm Chris go away fur with me this week is Andy gopher guy o five
1: sports are back kinda maybe
0: is tonight the first day of major league baseball i, I I'll be honest I haven't been paying attention
1: uh they're still playing exhibition technically tomorrow although by the time you're listening to this it will be tonight um Thursday is opening day for a couple of teams and then everybody else starts on Friday but we'll we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> And the Toronto Blue Jays still don't have a home? Uh, Considering they got evicted from their secondary choice, which was Pittsburgh today. That's bad when you're getting kicked out of Pittsburgh. uh, No, I believe they still don't know where exactly they're going to be playing this year.
0: Fantastic. Yay, Toronto or something. Yeah, sports. Okay, let's just talk about it. College football is not happening. (laughs) It's just not. It's not going to happen.
1: I mean, I'm so, I mean pessim- I'm so pessimistic it I mean all the signs are are pointing that direction I mean it, it, here's and I've made this argument for the last three times we've done this, so I mean obviously if you've listened you listen they they have to find some way to play college football games they have to otherwise you're literally going to see ninety five percent of the college athletic departments in this country go belly up
0: well so i've been I've been re- trying to put my brain around that. Are they really going to let the athletics programs go belly up or are the athletics programs just going to have to borrow from their schools? And let me let me let me
1: rephrase that with power 5 programs are just going to borrow from their schools, right? Well, I don't even know. I I'm I'll see if I can pull up the article right now, but uh there was an article in the Wisconsin State Journal today basically saying if there's no football, the Badgers could lose 100 million dollars this year. That's a 100 million dollars this year. I guess they could float
0: a bond the way they do for a stadium project, though, right?
1: Well, they already are doing that for a stadium project, which has already been delayed. I mean, that's that's the trick. Is is I mean, what what do you what do you do? I I don't think there's any good answers to that. But
0: I think I think that's the part that's like so mind boggling to me is to uh, to to envision a world where this actually is the death of college sports or some of college sports because I don't think there's any way you can cut your way out of this. You you can cut every other program besides your 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 money making programs, which obviously not actually possible because of Title IX, rightfully. But even if you did, you're really not you're not gonna make up a hundred million dollars or seventy million dollars or forty million dollars by cutting. Like there's just even if you cut your over your your overly large coaches' salaries down in men's basketball and football. You're it's not going to make that money up. So the money's got to come from the wider university a, a loan, a well, bond. Yeah. I mean, and here
1: and here's your answer. Reading, I'm reading the article right now, basically saying. Uh, even what could be a best-case scenario, Wisconsin could be losing $60 million this year, and that's if the Big Ten plays with the conference-only schedule, which we'll talk about in a minute, in a minute or two. Um, if there's no football, they could lose upwards of $100 million. Um, UW said it didn't have to tap into an operating reserve fund held at the UW Foundation to cover projected deficits around $2.5 for the 2019-20 fiscal year. The reserve fund totals more than $190 million at the end of the end of the 2018-29 fiscal year um most was held endowments are targeted for specific capital projects so the available amount in the reserve isn't enough to cover the loss of an entire year of operating revenue
0: so basically they have socked away a nice little rainy day fund that they can pull on if they have to i don't think the university of minnesota has quite the same benefit um, no, mostly because beca- mostly because we don't make the same kind of revenue from football. Well, we don't make
1: that and and we've we've spent a lot of money that might have been saved on the athletes village project whereas yeah. You know, Wisconsin hasn't done anything major. They were supposed to be spending 77 million dollars to tweak Camp Randall this year. That's already been pushed off till 2021. Um but I mean, Wisconsin's basically saying assuming they get to play Big 10 schedule because they're not expecting to have more than 10,000 fans absolute tops in the stands they're expecting to lose all that football revenue so you know even even in a best case scenario world we're looking at we're looking at Wisconsin saying we're 60 million in the hole and, and and Mark Coyle did have some of those numbers earlier. He said, you know, best case scenario, the Gophers will be 10 or $15 million in the hole. But I think he was basically saying if they don't play football in the fall, the Gophers are looking bare minimum at a 30 to $40 million hole. So, um, you know, it's not as bad, obviously, because we don't rely as much on revenue at, at TCF as they do at Camp Randall. But it's still going to be a significant hit to an athletic program that, um, you know, has been seeing positive gains in the last few years.
0: One of the few times in this world where we can actually look at uh, a non-sellout uh, TCF Bank stadium that's been a fairly regular occurrence over the last decade and go, huh, it's working in our favor because they don't budget for that to be sold out. Yeah. Uh, no, that's I'm not kidding. actually good news. It, but.
1: But, it, it, you know, we it, we can we can stick with the pretending that this is still going to happen for another week. Uh, since we last talked, the Big Ten did come out and, and basically said, uh, yep, the non-conference portion of the schedule is canceled. Um, so, officially, the Gopher schedule is down to nine games. There's still, well, when it was announced, there's still widespread assumption that they would add a second or crossover, probably, to... Uh, Big Ten Conference game to get up to a nice even 10, five home and five away for each school. Um, but you'll note that, of course, no other news on the schedule has been announced yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the signs, the signs of that aren't, aren't aren't strong and aren't doing great. Yeah, because uh, you've had Mar- Maryland's had to
0: suspend team activities. Michigan State's had to suspend team activities because of COVID infection. Um was there another school that suspended? Well, Ohio State
1: did. Right right away, Ohio State did. Oh, numbers. yeah, yeah, right up front, right up front, yeah. Well, and it's interesting, I mean, and, and again, nothing against the University of Minnesota, but it's interesting to see the way that different different schools are, are putting these numbers together. Whereas you had, you know... Um, Some of the earlier schools have said, you know, this is our number for our football program. This is how many tests we had, whatever. Minnesota basically came out and said, well, we're not going to do this on a weekly basis, whatever. We're going to do it on a monthly basis. So at the end of June, they came out and said, of all the athletes we've tested who were back on campus, which at that point had been football, uh, both men's and women's basketball and and volleyball, I think, was just coming back. I think they now I can't remember the number, but I think they said we had like, you know, four or five positives, if I remember. Yeah, that's roughly right, I think. But But they didn't specify who, and they didn't specify what, and, and, you know, I think probably it's a good thing that none of the names have leaked out um, who that may or may not have been. So the legitimate answer is, you know, we, we don't really know. Um, you know, the, the Gophers have released a couple of workout videos under PJ Flex's Twitter account, but obviously they're very selective in what they show in those. Um, so if say a very prominent player (laughs) and and even in those when the players are lifting uh
0: the masks are not covering the noses most of the time
1: (laughs) no i mean it's it's not great but i mean let's just and, and and i'm not slandering tanner morgan at all but let's just say tanner morgan was one of the players that chose positive we can't tell one way or another if he's not featured in the video if he was you know if they're if they're basically covering up that their starting quarterback had covid um you know they would they would not give us any hint of that in the videos so uh you know who who knows who may have had it who knows who will get it in the future the hope is nobody else will get it in the future that the that the true. players are probably are doing the best they can quarantining and and things like that um you know i think the legitimate answer is i think they'll still probably do fairly good under the current fall camp situation it's going to be what happens if general public students come back or what happens if they're not coming back well you would they're not no
0: they're gonna go remote give it another week and a half two weeks and they'll have announced that the first either the first full semester or the first six weeks of the semester are going to happen
1: remotely book it i mean i would say that's a, a fairly strong possibility but as I was going to say with my second point is what happens about all the kids who are buddies with everybody who live in Minneapolis, who live in Coon Rapids, who live in hell, even, you know, easy places within a two or three hour drive decide, all right, well, you know, we're going to school virtually, but damn it, I'm going to come back and party this weekend. You know, yeah. that that's when, that's when it'll be interesting to see how well they can really actually enforce, you know, keeping these kids somewhat distanced from the general public and and you know and and, and pj flex done a fairly good job and I'm, I'm sure he's got a you know the whole culture thing the team leaders on this i'm sure are the ones who are going to be saying hey don't screw this up for anybody but you can't imagine there isn't going to be one or two kids who are going to be like damn it i want to go out and party and and you know who the hell knows what may yeah, they're, happen from they're, there they're college they're college kids well so exactly I mean, they're 100 they're, percent. they're college <laughs> kids and and you know uh the Town bars are, from what I've heard, doing various levels of, of uh, appropriate. Now, Minnesota put in their uh, mask mandate here on Wednesday, so we'll see how that affects things going forward. But, um, you know, it doesn't affect people in, in private residences. And if you're, if you're not thinking that there aren't some type of parties going on over in, in University Gardens and some of those other housing complexes, well... Uh, you haven't been in college or you don't know somebody that's been in college in the in the recent past. I think the other interesting thing that's coming
0: up is uh there's the the NCAA has another Board of Governors meeting coming up and there's a lot of a lot of um well it's assumption at this point, but it's speculation that, you know, the next step for the NCAA might be to cancel all Championships for all fall sports. Now that doesn't technically affect football because, in the very odd world we live in, the the, the national championship and 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 playoff uh, college football playoff and bowl structure for college football, at least at the FBS level, is not under the purview of the NCAA. Um, technically, the team that wins it is. NCAA champion, but it's not actually the NCAA champion. So, you know, your NDSU they're affected if if. uh, uh Oh, and by the way, uh add that to the list of things NDSU fl- fans will complain about related to COVID as some conspiracy. Not only do they not have the opportunity to play Oregon anymore, but now they can't win their national their predestined deity ordained national title if if it goes and gets canceled. But you, you, be, you could be left in a spot where if the NCAA cancels uh, the fall championships that the world that makes up Power 5 college football and, and Group of 5 college football is stuck with do they have the ability to keep pushing forward and play when it's been deemed unsafe for literally everything else. I would assume... Many places would take that and go, fine. We'll keep pushing ahead because we want the money or we need the money. Um, or if you're the SEC, it's just uh, it means more starts to have a real bad connotation in this context. Um, I think that's the next thing I'm I'm looking for, and, and we're not looking for uh, just just kind of waiting on is uh, is what the NCAA is going to do with the fall sports that that aren't um, FBS college football
1: well yeah it's already uh it already sounds like um well i mean and, and the difference between division one different division three are two very different things but a lot of division three conferences have been basically dropping out and and saying hey if we're gonna play we're gonna play in the in the spring at all um you know it, it like him or not Stuart mandel has been sort of banging the gong for hey guys we should probably really look more seriously about doing this in the spring here um for a couple of months now um but he also, in his most recent mailbag, I think it was uh, on The Athletic today, basically was saying he thinks no matter what happens, the Pac-12 is not going to play football this year. He said all the all the signs out there are, are pointing to things not, not trending well in athletic departments, and he has he is, he is gone on the record that he thinks that even if everybody else plays, the Pac-12 is going to say, yeah, we're out.
0: I mean, uh, it's not a stretch. I, I mean, California is, and Arizona are, what, half of that's the what Pac-12 he said. That's ha- half
1: of the Pac-12, and things aren't looking great there. And and uh, there's still, I mean, even with recovery, there's still some pretty significant restrictions going on in, in, in Washington and Oregon. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and and with that, you know, he basically said, you know, if, if the Pac-12 goes, will that be a tipping point for everybody else? And he basically said, well, if it's just one conference – he doesn't think so. But if, say, the Big Ten is the second shoe to drop, that's when things are going to be sort of asking, to okay, how, how is this going to go? And, and you know, obviously the, the SEC and, and, and the Big 12 and even the ACC have their own minds made up that, hey, we're going to play, even though things are, are looking pretty horrible in the Southeast right now in Texas as well. Um, but, you know as as it comes down to it, it it nobody really knows we we hope we hope obviously the NFL is finding a way to do this um the difference yeah, by which, pissing by pissing off their
0: players really badly well
1: yeah i mean that i mean that's that's how it you know will end up being and and baseball is coming back and and soccer is coming back and and basketball and hockey are coming back and um but you know will will we have college sports i legitimately don't know um you know and and it's interesting to see you know we'll we'll branch off of, of football for a little bit but just talking to see some seeing some of the changes that are happening with with some of the other sports um you know at least up here in the upper midwest you're seeing a lot of the a lot of the college hockey teams starting to make major changes the the gopher hockey team was supposed to be heading out to boston uh thanksgiving weekend that trip's now been canceled and they picked up an extra game against bemidji state instead um you know umd was supposed to have a series out east that's been canceled and now they're taking a trip to michigan tech uh wisconsin canceled a series with denver they added a series with michigan tech or northern michigan or somebody like that so you're seeing a lot of the midwestern schools going much more at least in a non-conference scheduling to picking the teams that they can easily bust to that are you know things like that houghton, houghton Head to houghton. marquette um you know, shockingly or not, I haven't seen anybody add a series against Omaha yet. I would have thought that would be a pretty easy one to to do, but um, you know, so you're you're seeing teams starting to do a lot that you know it's actually the the WCHA truther's wet dream, as as they're they're <laughs> they're bringing the band back together because they have to, um, you know, and, and it'll be interesting to see as as you know, so far obviously the Big Ten has only announced things through the fall, but. Um, what are they going to do come hockey season? Again, you can bust to Wisconsin. You can't. You could probably even bust to Michigan if you had to. You can't bust to Columbus and 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 Penn State. That's not an option. So you're going to have to fly. Um, so what do they do about that? We'll have to see. You know, basketball. There's been talks about delaying things. Uh, so far, it sounds like you know nothing's been nothing's been fully tweaked. Um, a few of the international tournaments I saw have been getting announced that they're moving either to Florida or they've been put off or things like that. Um, you know, they're, they're replacing teams against Ivy League schools as the Ivy League came out and said, we're not doing anything till January 1st. Uh, so I saw there's some big, big sort of tournament in New York City where they had to kick, um, you know, either Princeton out and they had to add somebody else in. I think it was Army or something like that. Um, so. Legitimately, the question is, is you know, how will that all... Football, obviously, is the first domino, but it will affect a heck of a lot more dominoes once the decision's made with football in, in the very short term.
0: Well, this feels like a natural time to uh, change gears. I'd like to turn to our entertainment correspondent, U Street, who has joined us uh, live by satellite. U Street, how are you doing?
2: Hey, y'all. Pretty
0: good. Uh, Have you been watching The Floor is Lava? Because that is the second most important question behind when will football be canceled.
2: I have not been watching The Floor is Lava. Unfortunately, while I'm supposedly the entertainment correspondent for this uh, podcast, the most recent Netflix thing that I have seen, and basically the only thing I've seen in a couple of weeks, is the Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Eurovision story of fire saga.
0: Is that any good?
2: I... It has some songs that will be very catchy. <laughs> it's it's basically like a minus B- B-level Will Ferrell movie. So you can decide based on that whether or not you think it's any good. Rachel McAdams, uh, in the movie herself, gives a quite good performance even though her character archetype is a rather annoying one that is the kind of classic woman for reason unknown is deeply in love with generally loser man despite being much better than that uh but will at the end you will be shocked to know decides to make it work with loser man as played by will
0: ferrell sounds like a pretty standard plot uh b minus will ferrell movies are kind of up my alley so i should probably be looking into that i mean uh blades of glory was no uh, oscar award winner, i think it right?
2: is it is it is probably of that low it's better than semi-pro but it is probably of the blades of glory level and yaya ding dong is an absolute triumph
1: Bl- blades of blades of glory is worth it for for one reason one reason only and that's jenna fisher
0: well also um the fact that they Or sampled in a, well, it was more exciting to be sampled in a Kanye song before Kanye went like extra Kanye about it, I guess. Um, So I'm just going to backpedal away from that and we're going (laughs) to move on to uh, Supermarket Sweep. Uh, Did either of you watch Supermarket Sweep as a child? Chris, how old do you think I am? Old enough to have watched Supermarket Sweep. They would have had reruns. I am sure that
2: back when like, the Game Show Network was a thing, I saw an episode or two of Supermarket Sweep. What I can most vividly remember is not Supermarket Sweep, but rather the, I believe, SNL sketch with Melissa McCarthy, which might have been a digital only, where uh, they parody Supermarket Sweep, and she more or less destroys the entire store, which is quite good.
1: Well, see, the best news is you don't even need the Game Show Network anymore. Now, if you've got one of those fancy dancy antenna things where you can pull on all the random weird network channels, at least one of like the sub channels is nothing but old game shows from like the 70s and 80s.
0: Yeah, I saw that in the comments section and I was really disappointed that I didn't have one of those antennas all of a sudden.
1: By the way, I'm like 75. So, you know, the fact that the fact that I know what 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 <laughs> about that channel that shows the game shows on that on their, their memory box thingy with the antenna magoo.
2: Andy, was your favorite channel growing up and going into adulthood? Packs.
1: Uh no.
2: How often did you watch Little House on the Prairie and Walker Texas Ranger at like four in the afternoon?
1: It was Xena ah! It was Zena Warrior Princess. Thank you very much.
2: Was that I assume I, I- because that was at four thirty? That was after dinner but before bed.
0: I was a fan of the uh, 70s shows that they reran on TBS when I was a child, so I was a big fan of Chips, uh, Eric Estrada's Smile will brighten my day for a lifetime, uh, and of course Magnum P.I., which has an extremely underrated um, uh, theme song, in my opinion.
1: I, I will say that... For a 37-year-old man, I have watched probably a more than appropriate number of episodes of both MASH and Hogan's Heroes.
2: I think, to be fair, though, what you're basically saying is you have watched more than an appropriate amount of one of the greatest shows of all time and MASH.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... TV... You will save us in this dark time. No, you won't. But we can pretend. Anna Street, did you uh, come bring bringing us any any cheer? Any any cheer in this day of COVID? Well, I mean,
2: I told you about Eurovision.
0: Separate from your your own self, you know, your your voice is more than
2: I. I, I don't have any uh, additional things of good news and cheer. I suppose, in some sense, it's difficult to have. Uh, any real optimism when every day and week we become more wedded to the distinct possibility that there will be no sports in the fall. So from that kind of optimism, it is hard to to imagine. I suspect you all have covered that rather thoroughly at this point. But I do think one of the kind of fascinating sort of underground sort of positive stories is watching different athletes get voice. So that's nice. And then on a totally separate motion, I am very amused by the gossip that is being associated as to whether or not people uh, are slipping into the athlete bubbles who perhaps shouldn't be there and then are slipping out again within a 12-hour period during the night. And I think that is going to be a rather amusing gossip story
0: going forward. I haven't been following that as carefully as I should have, but... uh... There
2: has, been, there has been rumors that the NBA bubble in particular, but I suspect also the NHL bubble and the MLB bubble and all of the athletic bubbles, have had some open questions as to how tight the security measures have been, such that uh, perhaps people who were not authorized by the NBA to show up have been showing up and then leaving very quickly. <laughs>
0: We could take that a lot of directions. We'll let you, the listener, use imagination. Um, All right. Well, friends, cross your fingers for football. First of all, wear your damn masks. It's mandated now. You shouldn't have needed a mandate, but wear your damn masks.
2: And may may I cut in to say not just wear your mask, though, that is a good thing. Uh, but also physically distance yourself from people because it turns out that it is hard to spread a disease or spread anything if you are not actually in contact with each other. So while certainly wearing masks is important, in fact, doing just about everything that provides some additional protection would be important and good, continuing to use alcohol-based hand sanitizers, washing one's hands, trying to be clean in general. Physical distancing is something that seems to have oddly removed away from the discourse when precisely it is the point where it is the most important thing Uh, if you don't have a strong reason or a good reason that you need to be within six feet of another person you probably shouldn't be mask on or mask off but mask
1: on as much as possible so i shouldn't be going to cowboy jackson uptown and you know hanging out with with everybody over there I mean, Andy, I understand that
2: Xena Warrior Princess has a large following at Cowboy Jacks, but I would argue you should not have been doing that pre the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, And you not being you specifically, but you being literally everyone.
0: So my takeaways uh, as we wrap up are, please, for the love of God, stop lurking over U Street when he's in the grocery store. The man just needs you to back the fuck up. Two... Masks, wash your hands, shower. Something tells me showering has gone out the window for many of you. Shower, everyone around you, even if it's just your cat, will thank you. Uh, and then, as always, go gophers. Skyuma, row the boat.